Why Marky's like throwing bottles off camera because she I had mean, a really weird bottle of beverage. Was I unmuted when I said, "Oh no, I gotta get that out"? <laughs> I just, uh, yeah, that happened. <laughs> Joni, happy Wednesday! Guys, we've got some really weird stuff happening in the comments. Like Buddy's just posting fruit. And Pastor Cole's trying to save it and say that he's being fruitful, but like he just posted a really weird pineapple and then like a bunch of cherries. And so I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on in the comments. Oh, Julie's posting Christmas trees. Whoa, SOS moment. Johnny Shaver, where are you? Yeah, where are where's you? Johnny? Do you, okay, did you ever listen to Hanson? No. Okay, I don't mind. know what that is. Then I need to stop. What is, okay. Um, well, no, there was a song on the Hanson CD and the song, I like it was the darkest song ever. I remember being 10 and it's like, where did he go? I wanna know where did Johnny go? Is and it Johnny? Was, and it was like a mystery of where did the kid go? Cause his face where was- Where did Johnny go? Him. I don't know. Shiloh, Shiloh, I love you so much. I'm so excited to see you. Hello. Holly's here, okay. Yeah, we have Holly and Arabella, so that means Johnny's alive. Dad, where are you? The dad mm. of the shavers. Dad shaver, where dad, are you? Papa shaver, where are you? you. Um, welcome to the broadcast. Yeah. We're just sending out SOS messages. <laughs> it's going to be such a good broadcast today. It is Wednesday here on broadcast and you know that means it's Bible trivia day yes. and you get to win free money yeah. on us yeah. if you're right and you're first. So be speedy. Don't be the tortoise in this situation. Be the hare. Um, and then random mystery segment. <laughs> what is it? I don't know. You're going to have to find out. Followed by confessions and then top 10 my top 10 christmas movies and then what's the word we're continuing our series on five life revelations that have changed pastor's life it's going to be good and johnny's alive yay johnny is alive that's um, awesome he says that he is with holly arabella said they are shopping <laughs> buddy said all is well with the world because johnny is found um shiloh says love you <laughs> miss you love the background i so y'all i know how pastor said last week to follow tyler tucker if you want to laugh Follow Shiloh Strobel on Facebook and you will really? crack up the whole time. She's so funny. Um, Natalie says, hello, Belle, are you supposed to be doing class? I like that in the comments, the whole family is now like having a comment like section. That was a grandma talking to her granddaughter. <laughs> and then Buddy said he liked the Twilight Zone music that I sang. Do, 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 do. I, I just wanted to make sure that you could see the dance that I did, even though it was for nobody other than my own benefit. <laughs> what does washing the dog have to do with the Twilight Zone? That was my, well, with the Twilight Zone, they have the spinny background. It's like, so this is my, it's happening. You're, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. Um, how's your day? Are you doing well today? Put in the comments who you are, where you're watching from, so that way we can say hi to you specifically. Um, Arabella said I am. <laughs> she, she is doing class while watching us. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I like that. Please have no family disputes. Arabella, Arabella, please don't get in trouble on the broadcast. I love you so much. <laughs> She's also my goddaughter, so oh, I feel like yeah. I, I'm also uh -huh. participating. Johnny said we are, we are shopping for flooring. 
This is like, you know how normally we're like, come on, <laughs> comment where you're watching from. This is amazing. We're like getting in-depth versions of your life right now. Like, I'm really excited about it. Um, like, what are you doing? Are you sitting on the couch? Are you watching? <laughs> I said laughing. It was like a phlegm cough. I'm super sorry. <laughs> I want to rewind it. I want to hear it. Priscilla <laughs> um, said that she's 30 yards away, live in the sound booth. Buddy says, hi, wife, because Serena's watching from oh. Stan. Field. And then Rachel, okay, so I'm glad she brought this up. Rachel said, where are your primary colors? Marky and I did really well with our assignment today, can't you tell? Um, Kevin Buck told us yesterday that he wanted us to wear primary colors because we were wearing like weird versions of green and orange or red. And man, did we did we do well but, today? But it's, it's white. It's like a, it's, it's like a light color. Light um, and bright are very different things. It's light. Things. It's light. Like, I, I wanted to wear black and I didn't, okay? This is we my compromise. Though. But then we would only just see our heads. But Pastor says black can be classy. Then I'm wearing black. <laughs> Tomorrow I'm wearing black. Kevin is behind the camera going, guys, guys. <laughs> Like, he says that they're shades. They're, it's true. Okay, here, here we go. This okay. Is, okay. Okay. This is not one of the questions, but I need to know this. Do, do you guys think that black and white are colors? And I need to know this. I, I need to know. Also, if you are Abigail, you also think clear is a color. Like, that was something that we what? had. To, do you remember this, Rachel? I feel like I've heard this. She, like, there was a full-on conversation about, like, clear being a color. Is black a shade, like, is black a color or is black a shade? Because George tells me it's a color. And I believe it is a, a something. Isn't it? It's kind of like the absence of color, but... No, black is all the colors, right? Oh. I don't clear know. Clear is not all the colors. Clear White is, is all the colors. White is... Oh my gosh, we're okay. Anyway, but you say black is all the colors, white is the absence of color. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yes. Buddy says it depends on if we're talking about paint or light. Is um, it, how is that any different? Color is light. Rachel, light is color. Rachel says black is a color and white is a color. Clear is the absence of color. Clear is the absence of cl Clear color. Clear is, is the nothing. absence of anything. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it's a window and then it's just glass. Um, Joni says clear is not a color. Yes, it's true. I, so, Julie says they are colors except clear. Okay, but is white a color and black a color? Charlia says technically black is the absence of all color, while white is the presence of all colors. It's like, I don't understand which it is, because those are opposite. That's where it's the difference between, like, says it's the difference between paint or light. Because with light, you see a pre okay. We're getting into science. I don't. I. 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 I can't do this right now. Like, there's. There's a whole lot happening. <laughs> Buddy was getting up to give us a science lesson, and what you would have seen was my face going. Hmm. I actually like science. <laughs> I actually like this stuff. But for your sake, we're not doing that. <laughs> okay. Here's the thing. If you hang out with Marky at two in the morning, what's gonna happen is you're going to end up learning on YouTube all things about cats, how skin is grown, like the origin of bananas, like how Chile became a country. Like these are murder mysteries. My it's favorite thing is to go to bed <laughs> learning about space. Or the royal family. <laughs> or the royal family, it's the same. I'm so not terrible. kidding. <laughs> it's the same. It's the same. History or science. <laughs> Uh, somebody gave us a really intense description of colors. Oh. Um, 
And then Pastor Cole says that they are colored in the crayon box, but there is no clear crayon. So, nope. Love you, Abby. And then Serena says, this is deep. Dot, it dot, is. dot. It is. Rachel says, when I make slime and add all of the colors, I get black, so I'm confused. <laughs> that is a great comment. That is great. What was that noise back there? Was that, that a was, cough? That was somebody else cough laughing. It was like, <laughs> Can you, like, record? I want to, I need someone to record Barrett's last cough. Did you just Barrett's hear Bob Buddy? Do you hear Kevin? He goes, it was Julie whispering. <laughs> Julie, the ones that we talk about who are not on camera, they're married, they're husband and wife, Kevin of the Buck variety, and Julie, okay, answer this, can you guys actually whisper and have people not hear you? These are not today's questions, um, but, but, but can you, because here's, there are people who can whisper, and then there are people who think they can whisper, Yes. and they're not always the same people. <laughs> um, Pastor Nicole says slimy black is a different black. Interesting. Um, <laughs> I immediately just went to like the Avengers and like the ether that like goes into Natalie. Oh, Thor. Oh, <laughs> Arabella says she can whisper. Pastor Nicole says I can. Rachel cannot. And then Rachel says I can't whisper. <laughs> like immediately she's like I can't. Julie says I whisper just fine. It's true. If you want to hear things clearly, ask Julie to whisper it for you. Um, <laughs> Honestly, you. it happened yesterday. Like we were talking, she's like, we're in the back, and she's like, "Yeah, so what about this?" I was like, "Hope we can't hear that." Kevin but Buck it's okay. says, I can talk, and no one can hear me. <laughs> Jade says, "I can." Paul can't. Um, Buddy says, "When Barrett and Marky open, we never get to the questions." It's, we're, true. we're having questions right now. Just I not took the yesterday's ones. questions and put them in today's schedule, and I don't think we're going to get to them. That's good because I meant to tell you not to do that because I moved them to next week. So that's super good. Oh, awesome! <laughs> we have the wrong questions. That worked it's out. All good. It, it all worked out. Look at that. Yes. Deb says, "Cannot whisper." Hello, I can't whisper. Is basically what that hand means. Uh, Buddy says, "I can whisper." Serena says, I like to think I can whisper. Can she whisper? Can Serena whisper? I don't know. He said, but I don't know. I don't know if that was husband like honoring instead of like giving the right answer if he genuinely doesn't know. But either way, <laughs> the answer. Uh. Like George sometimes, like George used to. <laughs> but he says that she can whisper. Um, Joni says, I cannot whisper. My natural <laughs> volume is shouting. shouting. <laughs> <laughs> I... I have gotten better in the whispering department, but I'm naturally very loud. Like, my voice carries, and as Pastor says, my voice uh, cuts like a knife. Uh, but he says it's a gift. So, I mean, take that how you want it. <laughs> he says that it's a gift to be used properly. <laughs> Julie says that Kevin is a low talker. And, and behind the camera, we're getting, like, lots of, like, dramatic like hands up sort of things he's like no i'm not but yes i don't understand johnny's comment can you not not <laughs> what does that mean priscilla says to Joni, this makes me like you even more i'm loud too deb says i was born with an outside voice <laughs> i understand my teacher told me that all growing up that's your outside voice learn an inside one <laughs> i i tried um yeah no i it's okay it's okay if you're if you can't whisper. It just means that we all get to be involved in everybody's secrets. Yeah. And who is it, Buddy the Elf, that says I like to whisper too? 
Uh, Who said that? Where does that come from? I like to whisper too. Oh, maybe is it when he's like by the radiator or something when he's on the phone? By the radiator. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> the scenery is like next to the radiator thingy, and he's like, it's like hissing and stuff. You remember? And he's like, no. Ah! It's like making that noise. <laughs> Buddy is showing us a YouTube video off screen. And when the oh, and when the secretary. When it was Elf. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's good. Pastor Cole says, I have an inside voice and an outside face. Okay. You know, that brings up a really good point. Um, are you able to conceal your faces, your facial reactions to things? Or are you somebody who wears your emotions on your face? Um, reactions, I can, I can, I can cover them. I can cover them. Emotions, like personal emotions, not so much. But like if I'm in a situation where some, like I feel like I can, I can just <laughs> go to nothing. But what's also really good, as you learn Marky, Marky has a certain tone, like if she's ever surprised about something and it like catches her off guard, she's like, oh, like with her eye, oh, okay, cool. okay. And then, <laughs> whoa, so many things are happening. Okay. Um, I don't know. Jan says, my face shows. Buddy says, I for sure have an outside face. Ask Serena. Um, Deb says, nope. Corresponding face with corresponding emotion. <laughs> Eo says, people that know me well can always put words to my exact thoughts based on my face. Truth. <laughs> Holly says, me too, Pastor Nicole. That she has an inside voice and an outside face. I, I... Am growing in this area of, of my of my life. Serena says, I think I can conceal reactions pretty well with a thumbs up. I'd agree from what I've seen yeah. so far. Yeah. Buddy says that she is great with that. Johnny says it depends on the situation for Johnny. Um, yeah, I I try to I tr I I grow. I try to grow in this, but this is <laughs> I try to grow. I try to grow. I try I try real hard, guys. <laughs> 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 oh, I really love when Kevin Buck is on the camera for this segment because he's basically the third person on the segment. Is, with the us. whole time he's shaking his head at us. The whole time. He like, has like a rut basically does, behind the camera. He, does, he, paces. he, does, he paces. He paces. He just paces. He just circles and paces. Every and now and then, when we're extra like ridiculous, he just puts his hand up like, I, what, What's with you girls? Like, that's basically what uh, I gotta somehow catch it sometime. I gotta like record him while You're, I'm up you here. You have to have your phone just set like. The whole time. Hi guys. Like, Hello. <laughs> How are you today? This isn't obvious. If we're doing this, we're trying to catch Kevin. Is what's going on? <laughs> He's still pacing. He's pacing right now. Oh boy. This, and now there was that, which he I think like means this. wrap it up, ladies. He said wrap, wrap it, it up. up. Move on. Move on. <laughs> The other day, he told us to stop drawing attention to his things behind the camera as much. And we did a great job today. Well, that's what we're doing. <laughs> we're like, let's not draw attention. Did you just hear him? He's so, he's like, what went well today? What didn't go well today? We've already looking forward to our debrief afterwards. Like, let's not draw attention to Kevin. Okay, I'm going to record him next time. <laughs> we need to finish because Buddy is literally trying to intimidate us standing off to the side of the He's like, oh, I didn't know he was right there. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I'm ready for my segment, guys. Face right now. <laughs> the, the light makes it better. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, this has been Family um, Chat. We're about to 
I'll hand it over to Betty for Bible trivia because if we don't, I feel like we're going to have stuff thrown at us. It's just going to be family chat day. Followed by random mystery segment. Do, 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 do. And then confessions followed by top 10. And then what's the word? It's going to be a good one. Share the broadcast right now. And we're going to hand it over to Buddy. Buddy, over to you. We'll move. I promise. We're done. Hey guys, welcome to Bible Trivia. Today's Bible Trivia is brought to you by Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. But not. But not, uh, but not you know, I just like it. Hey guys, uh, make sure you take th these next few seconds and share the broadcast because right now we're in an opportunity for you to win a gift card on us or multiple gift cards depending on how quick you are. Here's how Bible Trivia works. Uh, we have five questions for you today. They're all multiple choice questions. And as we put these questions up, uh, what we want you to do is we want you to put in the comments your answer. And this is how we want you to do it. We want you to first put the number of the question, for example, one, two, three, four, and then the letter of your answer. So it's multiple choice, so it'll be A, B, C, or D. Uh, that way we know exactly, um, that way we know exactly who is um, who's answering what question you're on? That way, we're just kind of all on the same page. But uh, so the first person to answer correctly on our restream chat. Uh, so it might look different on your screen than what shows up on our screen. But the first person to give the correct answer will get a gift card on us. And you can keep playing. You can keep joining us um, because you can win multiple gift cards. There's literally no limit to how many gift cards you can win. Well, I mean, five, because there's only five questions. But you know, but also, if you get the 100th commenter, 100th comment, you actually also get a chance to win a gift card. So, with that being said, are you guys ready for Bible trivia? Let's jump in. Question number one for Bible trivia. Question number one What was the name of the demon or demons that Jesus cast out of the man at Gadara uh, or Gadara? Was it A, Beelzebub? Was it B, Legion? Was it C, Baal? Or was it D, Pikachu? What was the name of the demon or demons that Jesus cast out of the man at Gadara? Or Gadara, however you pronounce it. I'm sure there's a proper way. All right, the correct answer is B, Legion, and that one goes to Arabella Shaver over on YouTube. Well done, Arabella. Man, those answers were coming in quick. They were coming in hot. Well done, guys. Baird says, it's not D, but it could have been D. Ah, uh, that's funny. All right, moving on to question number two. Question number two. Remember to put the number of the question with your answer. Number two, the Ark of the Covenant was brought into the temple of which false god causing the statue to collapse? Was it A, Athena? Was it B, Ashura? Was it C, Dagon? Or D, Groku? Some of you might, might get the Groku thing. 
Some of you might get it. All right, well, well, while you guys are giving your answers, I would just like to say that William Aldridge got our 100th comment. So well done, William. Now, with that being said, the correct answer is, in fact, it is, the correct answer is, I'll just tell you. It's C. Dagon, there it is, C. Dagon. And guess what? Oh man, William Aldridge got the 100th comment while getting the correct answer first. Well done, uh, well done, William. Serena said, I understood that reference. <laughs> she gets really excited when she understands a reference from like a movie or a TV show. Well done, William. You just got two gift cards in one comment. That's awesome. I don't know, like my, my excitement kind of turned into just a Anyway, let's jump into question number three today. Question number three says this. Question numero tres. I, I hope you can hear uh, Baird's little thing. Here, I'll just start reading it to you right now, um, and then we'll get it up on the screen. Question number three says this. How long did it rain while Noah and his family were inside the ark? Was it A, 370 days? Was it B, 120 days? Was it C, 40 days? Or was it D, 600 years? How long did it rain while Noah and his family were in the ark? I can see the answers coming in. They're coming in quick. They're coming in fast. The correct answer is, it is C, 40 days. Now, fun fact. Uh, see, I changed this question. Originally, it was how long was Noah in the ark and his family? And the correct answer for that is 370 days. But it rained for 40 days. That one also goes to William Aldridge. Uh, Nicole said, until it stopped. Yes, but that was not one of the... <laughs> the answers. But that's a great answer though. She's not wrong. That's the truth. All right, let's jump into question number four today for Bible trivia. Question number four. According to the Sermon on the Mount, who will inherit the earth? Is it A, the meek? Is it B, the merciful? Is it C, the hungry? Or is it D, the woke? Who will inherit the earth? Uh, Jan says, how many times is the number 40 used throughout the Bible? Uh, at least twice. 40. <laughs> Maybe 40 times, <laughs> says Kevin. All right. According to the Sermon on the Mount, who will inherit the earth? The correct answer is A, the meek. And guess who won that one? It was also William Aldridge on YouTube. I'm telling you guys, there's some kind of a blessing on YouTube right now. Uh, because... <laughs> uh, that's funny. I, um, but yeah, apparently there's a blessing on YouTube because, man, that's where we get most of our correct answers. Anyway, with that being said, we have one more question for you guys today on Bible Trivia. Let's jump in. Your final chance to get a gift card. This is what it says. How many stones did David pick up when he went to slay Goliath? Was it A1? Was it B5? Was it C7? Or was it D40? Going back to the number 40. How many stones, how many stones did David pick up? What was it? The correct answer is 
B5, and guess what? That actually goes over to Facebook. Joni, you got that one first. Well done, Joni. Breaking, breaking the, the barriers of, of the YouTubers or whatever. I don't know what I'm talking about. Pastor Nicole said, William's going to be Christmas shopping after this broadcast. That is for sure. <laughs> he said, for real though, Pastor Nicole. All right, well, well done, guys. Guys, thank you for joining us today for Bible Trivia. Now it's time for our special, super, super interesting special, I forget what we called it, the, the mystery segment. Here's what it's called. I'll tell you what it's called because you'll see it in a second. We're jumping into a one-time segment called, Is Kanye Smiling? We'll see you right there. Welcome to Is Kanye Smiling? <laughs> <laughs> this is, this is going to be fun. Okay. See, here, okay. Here's the interesting thing about Kanye West. Okay. All right. Wait, now, he has a last name? Yes. <laughs> that was fun for me. I knew that, but Buddy's face was worth me asking the question. Did you see the face of Barry? Why are you on this pop culture segment if you don't know that? It was pretty exciting. He always, says, he always tilts his head. Huh? Hmm? Oh, that's true. Well, I wasn't expecting it. But anyway, um, Hi, so, Hi, see, see, that's my, my out, outward, that was the outward uh, face. My, yeah. my outward face. Outward, outward <laughs> tilt, yeah. gesture. Um, William, of all the things this could have been for the segment, this is pretty par for the course on this broadcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, here, here's, so here's the thing about Kanye. See, when he smiles, or when he doesn't smile, his eyes are giving very mixed emotions. It's probably, it's like that outward thing that we've been talking about. So what we're going to be doing is we're going to be putting up pictures of half of Kanye's face. And you have to, and you have to guess, is he smiling or not? I know I got it wrong when you sent an example earlier. Yeah, right. so. Really? Yeah. So this is going to be a super interesting thing. And guys, we want you to participate in the comments as yes. well. Tell us when the picture comes up, yeah. put a yes or a no. Is he smiling or is he not? We'll find out which of you is the best like facial recognition mm -hmm. people. Like, help us. Yeah, th yeah. this will really help, help with, you know, nonverbal communication. It's true. All right, well, let's put our first one up on the screen. Okay. Okay, Kanye. All right. Is Kanye smiling? I feel like this was taken after he interrupted Taylor Swift on the stage, so I feel like he was probably excited about that. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. Look at his eyes. Like, they, they look happy. They smize. They, they, he does have smizing eyes. Smizing eyes. As Tyra Banks says. <laughs> smiling, smiling, oh, smiling. Smiling is my favorite. Uh, Natalie say says it. no. Um, I'm right, going to say think? no. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say, say no. no. Serena yeah. says yes. Everyone right. in the comments says yes, except for yeah. Natalie. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, is he smiling? Let's see the next picture. Is he smiling? No, he is not. Yeah! 
Hey, I got it. He is not smiling. I only would have guessed that because Buddy assembled these, and I, in my head, I'm like, Buddy's Trixie, Trixie sometimes. Oh, so you're going so, like opposite of what you think? Like, I, I'm going, what do I think Buddy would have done? <laughs> oh. <laughs> it looks like. That's interesting. <laughs> Joni says, what? Yep. Now, now you understand how entertaining this segment suddenly just became. <laughs> Jade, wow. And she's not talking about, now that's what I call worship. <laughs> <laughs> of course not. Arabella <laughs> said he looked so happy. I if you know. look from the nose up, it's good to go. <laughs> All right, let's put our next one up. <laughs> William, I've been bamboozled by Kanye. Is that Kanye is, smiling? That is yes. like he's like hard smizing. Yes. Like he he's has hard to be smizing. smiling. I never even heard he, that term before, smizing. It's smizing. smiling with your eyes. I figured that 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 was coined by Tyra Banks. It yes. was right? on American Smizing. Model. Yep, I watched it. Just kidding. Well, my sister watched it, and I was there. And then I spent the next like several hours looking in the mirror, trying to smile with my eyes, and it was probably really awkward. All right. You tried to do it. <laughs> with that being said, what? you guys both said yes. He's smiling. All right. Let's put the next picture up. Is he smiling? Is Kanye smiling? No. What? He is not smiling. What? <laughs> he was oh, not Kanye. smiling. Uh, Jade said, I'm nervous to guess. I'm going to say no this time. You were right, Jade. Well done. What in the world? <laughs> His eyes were like so intense. Serena said, I tried to smize for my passport picture. It was <laughs> regretful. <laughs> That's funny. Abby was practicing this the other day, wasn't she? She was practicing how to smile uh, without like so squint, Abby smiles her with her nose. So she, she doesn't smile with her cheeks. It's true. So, it's all like right here. All right, well, let's put our next one up. But he's like, that's great. All right, here, is Kanye smiling? Yes. I'm going to say, okay, my theory is he's either focusing on his eyes or he's focusing on his smile. His <laughs> eyes are not smizing. He probably so, could only focus on one thing at a time. I'm going to guess that he's smiling because his eyes are not. I also don't feel like any of these pictures are Kanye, like, post-Jesus, because oh. none of them look happy. The, the, ne the next two are, are okay. post-Jesus. Oh, that's good. Oh, okay. That's good. Maybe he'll be happier there. <laughs> I think he's smiling in this yes, one. Yes, I think say he's yes. Smiling? Billy and Jose say no. Jade says no. Natalie says yes. Priscilla says yes. William said this is also a sad Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 these early ones are pre-Jesus Kanye. Deb says best segment <laughs> ever. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Joni agrees with me. Billy, All right. Billy says that she's never seen him smiling. Charlia oh. says no, and then Charlia says yes. <laughs> Charlia well, like flipped right there. <laughs> well, is Kanye smiling? Let's show the next. Let's show the picture. Yes, yes, he is! Yes. He is indeed smiling. It's, it's definitely like a painful smile, yeah. but it's yeah. a smile. He's not happy. But, He's but like, once again, this was pre-Jesus. Now let's go into our next one. His eyes are going to be one. even smizier. Is Kanye smiling? Oh, look at his eyebrows. They moved in this one. Like, wow. They Do you see? They're, they're, they probably are his shaped. His forehead is smizing. It's true. <laughs> his but, forehead is but smizing. But literally, like, his eyebrows are raised. There's some, like, laugh wrinkles in his forehead now. Like, he's, <laughs> he's clearly been touched by Jesus. Clearly. Um... <laughs> I am going to say that he's probably not smiling just because Buddy assembled this, and I feel like this would have been really easy. Um, <laughs> I like how William's not saying, is he smiling or not? He's saying, happy Kanye, sad Kanye. <laughs> yeah. He's been bamboozled. Um, 
<laughs> Charlie, I said Charlie, I didn't answer this one. <laughs> Holly says no, and then Billy says it's weird Jose. to see Kanye this close, or Jose says it. William right. says, I think he's straight-faced. All right, so what, what, are, what are your guesses? Well, if he's not no. smiling, he's just making like a judging face, like a... So mm. I'm going to say he's smiling. All right. I, I say no. All right, yes and no. All right, is Kanye smiling? He is not. What? <laughs> what? What is that? This is so fun. That's what is that? Found out that he wasn't really like being elected for president. That <laughs> That's was, probably like, what happened. That. that was November fourth. Like, what lost. is that? <laughs> That's funny. What no. in the world? <laughs> Arabella says he knows Jesus, so he should be happy. Here's the thing. Do you love Jesus? Have you ever had a stink face? It's okay. We can forgive Kanye. This is. Is it? Just a weird is it only Kanye though? Now I'm curious if this happens with other people. I really want to do this <laughs> segment with us. us. Yeah. Can we try it with other people? <laughs> That'd be fun. All right, well, let's, let's do one more okay. for today. One more, is Kanye smiling? Last one, is Kanye smiling? This, this, is, this better be a yes. That <laughs> looks very much like a smile. Very much. Are you sure about that? Yes. All right, Bear, what are your I thoughts? think no, because again, he looks like he should be smiling, so he's probably not <laughs> smiling. <laughs> what? <laughs> He See, looks like I, he's smiling. It's funny because at this point, I feel like no one can trust <laughs> this segment anymore. Uh, Speaking of not even trust, because they just commented, is that even Kanye? <laughs> well. Priscilla says yes. Serena says yes. Deb says yes. Oh, we got a lot of yeses. Yes. Jose says yes. question mark. <laughs> All right. Well, is Kanye smiling? He is. Yay! Now, that's a, that's he a, he, happy. he definitely has Jesus. William says that seems to be a happy Kanye, but uh, I've been tricked so much, I think he's sad. <laughs> he looks happy. He does look happy. It so wasn't funny. like the, it wasn't like that. It was happy. That was my guess too, Jose. I wondered if that's when he was preaching as well. That's what oh. I thought, but. It's possible. Yeah. All right, well, guys, thank you for joining us for Was Kanye Smiling? I, I'm sure you guys loved this super <laughs> special... Deb said it was the best. ...mystery segment, yes. De Deb thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm glad <laughs> you guys enjoyed that. Serena said, that's Kanye with Jesus. Yeah. Amen. All right, well, guys, thank you for joining us. Now we're going to be moving on. Yay! In the top ten! No, into prayer. No, I'm just into kidding. confession. I'm equally as excited about <laughs> it. <laughs> like, I didn't even finish. Now we're moving into, yay! Well, that was a freeze, uh, so I'm like, oh, he's waiting for me. I, I need to talk that's about what, my that's segment. That's exactly what and, I was No, he was waiting for himself to realize <laughs> that he's up next. Yeah, that, that's mainly what was happening. <laughs> I'm so sorry! No, you're I good. just roasted you so hard. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It is time to confess okay. the word Here, of God. Here's the thing. Do you know what you just did? You just pulled a Kanye because you're like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> you're based in that matchup right there. That was, that was not. It's <laughs> uh, time for the word, guys. It's time yes. to confess the word. So, guys, we'll see you in just a second for confessions. Hey guys, welcome to Confessions. 
this is a part, the part of the show where we just confess the Word of God over our lives. And today we're going to be doing confession number four. And before we jump into that confession, I just want to read you the scripture that this is based on. And that's uh, Isaiah 54, 17. And this is what Isaiah 54, 17 it says. It says, no weapon formed against you will prosper. Hear that. No weapon formed against you will prosper. And every tongue that accuses you in judgment, you will condemn. Put that in the comments. Say, I will condemn. I, put that in the comments. I will condemn every tongue that rises against me. I will condemn every tongue that rises against me. And he says this, this is the, inher the inheritance, or this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their vindication is from me, declares the Lord. Amen. Guys, hear that. No weapon formed against you can prosper. That's biblical, and when we make this confession, when we declare this over our lives, recognize we are declaring the word of God over ourselves. So let's put this confession up on the screen, and I want you to say this out loud with me. Every weapon formed against us is exposed, will not prosper, and is destroyed in Jesus' name. Amen. Guys, thank you for joining us for Confessions. Uh, now we're going to be moving on to uh, Barrett's Top 10, and this is going to be exciting because we're getting into a Christmassy spirit right now as we're going into Barrett's Top 10 Christmas movies. We'll see you right there. segment and seeing in the comments William saying, ooh, this will be both interesting and controversial. <laughs> welcome to that. Welcome to this segment, guys. Here's what happens with top 10. Top 10 is when I tell y'all my favorite top 10 things and we see if, if, if you still love me afterwards. It's really... It's really a good exercise of unity. You know, if you read in Ephesians, it says that, you know, in order to mature in Jesus, you've got to be unified with each other. So I'm just helping you be biblical. That's what's going on today. Before we hop in, we are talking about my top 10 Christmas movies right out of the gate. I want to know, number one, what's your favorite Christmas movie? Put it in the comments right now. But number two, if you are someone who does not like Santa and does not want to watch any movie that has to do with Santa and you have had in the past potential to get offended with Santa, skip this segment. Come back in 15 minutes, just mute it. <laughs> um, or, you know, just, just ignore me and, and just turn the volume down. Um, we're we're going we're gonna to skip ahead. It's going to be a great one. Um, so far, I have two jingle all the ways. William says Polar Express and It's a Wonderful Life is a close number two. Um, okay, right out of the gate. I mean, I told you this yesterday. I, there are some Christmas movies that I know are classics and I'm going to watch them this year and I'll let you know if I'm going to revise the list 
as we get closer to Christmas. For example, I've never seen Jingle All the Way. I've also never seen Polar Express. I will watch them. I commit this to you viewers right now that I'll watch them and I'll let you know if this has, has changed things. Buddy says the elf ruined his adolescence. That's, that was your choice by naming yourself Buddy though. I, I feel like your mom named you a different name though, but <laughs> Buddy says he's been called Buddy since birth. Um, Priscilla says A Christmas Carol is her number one. Charlie says Miracle on 34th Street. Uh, Serena says Jim Carrey's The Grinch, White Christmas, and Elf. Okay, let's hop in. Number 10. Deb wants to know how I've never seen the Polar Express because I read the Polar Express. Number 10 is... National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Here's another thing, keep the picture up for just a second. I'm not advocating, like you need to use your discretion with movies. Like this, as I've rewatched it, there is a little bit of language, you gotta ignore it. So you know, just use discernment with things. If you have like things against, just don't watch them, that's fine. But I think that this is like one of those what more could go wrong Christmas movies that puts your Christmas in perspective. So I think this is, it's a solid, number 10 it's not going to go higher but George and I also saw it on the big screen last year and that was pretty cool to see that in in theaters so number 10 is National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation dun 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 um Buddy says it sounds like a movie Serena would hate maybe um Kevin Buck says Cousin Eddie makes it great that is true Cousin Eddie is great okay number nine bum 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 do you guys like National Lampoon number nine is as we get the grid out of there, a Christmas story. Okay, so this used to be much higher on my list. Like it, it, when I moved here, it was my number one. However, the more I watch the movie, the more I want Ralphie to have such an intense spanking. Like I, I want Ralphie to be punished. Like I want Ralphie to get punished. I want his, his friends to get punished. However, it also is like, it reminds me of Winters Up North because William put it in the comments, I can't put my arms down. That is Winters in Maine. Like I literally would waddle out the door without being able to put my arms down because of how many layers I had. Like it's a classic. We literally would have that one on my Christmas TV all day, like all Christmas Eve going into Christmas. Um, Buddy said that one's a classic. Charlia said that she watched National Lampoon's Christmas while in labor with Hannah. Not a good memory. Um, I understand. <laughs> that would be a whole lot going on all at the same time. I don't think it would create a very peaceful environment. Um, Serena said that's very true. Um, okay, number, number eight. William said I had a separate Christmas TV. Well, it was the TV that was on for Christmas. Okay, number eight is It's a Wonderful Life. Now, keep this up for just a little bit. Here's the reason this is number eight. William, I understand why it is like your number two movie. I do understand it. However, I cannot have this movie on repeat all day long unless I want nap time all day long. Like, you can watch it and you should definitely see it at least once a Christmas season, but it's, it is not, like, I, you, you have to prepare yourself for it. Um, so I like it and I think it's worth watching, but it's not going to be in my top five. Marky says it's a wonderful, you can come back to me. Marky says it's a wonderful life is epic, but a little sad. Buddy says Babylon B says that it's not a Christmas movie. It's definitely as much a Christmas movie as Die Hard is and more so because it is the classic Christmas movie. Um, so Yes, that's my number eight. Tell me what your guys's is. Um, I had a couple. I want to know what your favorite Christmas movies are. Number seven. 
We're going to get into some other ones. Number seven, as we put it up. I love it's Christmas Carol. Oh, Gonzo is so fun. And Fozzie, like Fozzie is Fezziwink. And oh, it's just such a good movie. I And there's like little song and dance numbers in there. The Muppets is just, it's classic. Like of all of the iterations of watching A Christmas Carol, I watch, I watch Muppets Christmas Carol every single year. It is, it is my favorite. Billy Joe or Jose and Billy Joe say that uh, It's a Wonderful Life is like four hours long. True. Like it's an event. Um, Marky says, I have no desire to watch the Muppets. I thought we made a date yesterday, Marky. We were going to watch the Muppets and I was going to watch Polar Express with you and now I'm betrayed on national television? What is happening? You can't, you can't rescind it now that you're off TV. <laughs> Muppets is great. Priscilla says Gonzo was her favorite Muppet. I think that's great. Though Mickey's Christmas Carol is good too. Okay, next. Bum, 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 bum. William says that he acknowledges that the council made the decision about It's a Wonderful Life, but seeing as it's a wrong decision, he's elected to ignore it. Number six is Home Alone 1 and 2. Now, here's the thing. I think Home Alone 2 is definitely better than Home Alone 1. However, it's basically the same plot. They just, they just changed the city. So, I mean, you can pick whichever one is your favorite, but it's, it's the same thing. Kevin Buck says, Kevin! Um, Arabella says, yes, she likes it. I, I, re I really like this one. Uh, Pastor Nicole says, two movies can't take one spot. Well, pick which one you would like to. Um, you would like to be there. I pick Home Alone 2, but as somebody who acknowledges that the plot is the exact same thing, if you would rather see it be number one, you can do that as well. Um, Marky says, Home Alones are the classics, in all caps. William says, that one's respectable. And then Serena says, I'm pretty sure I heard George say that Home Alone 3 is also your favorite. Ho Serena's trying to push a button because Serena, or because George was trying to push a button. Home Alone 3 is the worst. Um, the worst. Home Alone 3, the pitch meeting is the best one of the three because it's so bad, but it's so bad. Charlia said that she agrees that two is better. Yes. And then Jose said, Mr. President is in one of them. The second one, which makes it a patriotic movie as well. So you could watch it the 4th of July too. Um, there is not a Home Alone 4 that I know of. That's interesting. Jade says that Oliver says Home Alone is a very scary movie. Um, Pastor Nicole says Jade likes number three. And Jade says three is my fave. I know. I know. Next. Um, <laughs> number five. Here you go, Marky. This is for you. The Santa Claus. I, I like the Santa Claus. And Charlie just is the cutest little kid with his little bowl cut. Like, you know that his mom just stuck a bowl right on top of his head and was like, trim, trim, trim. And that's how he got the haircut. But it's so good. Uh, Nisi says there is a Home Alone for, uh, for, and it's her favorite. Interesting. I've never seen it. Buddy says the Santa Claus is great. Marky says, yay, that's my favorite. William says that there's a Home Alone 4 and it's an abomination. So we've got some really interesting opinions happening. Um, yeah, no, I, I like the Santa Claus. I don't, here's what I don't like. I don't like the Santa Claus 2 or 3. George, George likes sequels and so we've seen them and we own them. But Santa Claus 1 is just, it's just such a solid movie from start to finish. It's, it's a good one. It makes you think that Tim Allen is a family man. So I mean, what a Christmas miracle in that. Um, number 4. Number four, favorite movie is 
Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. You have to have a claymation Christmas movie in here somewhere. Like, if you'll put it back up just so that people can see it in case they didn't. I know that we're going a little bit uh, quicker, but look, look, at, look at Rudolph. He's just so cute. And I, uh, Hermie, like, it's just such a good movie. And then Clarice, it's Clarice, right? His little girlfriend there. It's just so sweet. And then I will say, though, you can come back to me now. With the abominable snowman, when he started, like, walking out, that used to scare, scare the jumpins out of me. Like, I'd get there as he was like, oh, oh and I, I, I couldn't do it. Um, so minus that part, it was pretty exciting. Deb says, classic, I want to be a dentist. Yes, Hermie was such a cute little dentist with his little clipper things. Um, William says, Rankin and Bass movies are a staple. True. Natalie says, I like Rudolph, one of my favorites. <laughs> Kevin says, Bumbles bounce. Um, yes, it's true. Okay, as Jose said, even Santa is mean in that movie. <laughs> it's, that's true. Marky says, it's a classic. Yeah, I, I just, I like it so much. It's, it's an overcoming movie. If you want to feel like you can do anything, watch Rudolph fight off the abominable snowman and come up against the odds to lead Santa's sleigh. What a good movie. Number three, dun, da, 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 is Elf. And what a good picture to put up of Elf. <laughs> He, he is by the radiator. Also, I feel like Marky channels this, ver this picture of Elf, like sometimes in the office, every so often. Elf is such a happy movie. Deb says, okay, we're done. Can't be any other movies on the list. We're not done, though. Um, Elf is just such a feel-good movie. It has so many good quotable lines. Like, it's just, it's such a good one. <laughs> Joni says, I think they play Overcomer by Mandisa at the end of Rudolph. <laughs> That's a great comment. <laughs> yeah, I, I really like Elf. Buddy, I apologize. I know that this probably caused a detriment to your childhood, much like Borat caused unwanted nicknames in my childhood, so I understand having like some feelings against it, but such a feel-good one. Okay, number two. William is being respectfully um, argumentative in the comments. Number two is a Charlie Brown Christmas. Okay, look at this picture of how they're singing. There is footage of me somewhere. When I was like two or three, I would sing along with this movie and I would sing like they are. You can come back to me. And I was like a three-year-old just like in front of the TV like that. So I, <laughs> from a wee babe, this was my movie. But they talk about Jesus in there. They quote like Luke chapter two. It's it, it's so good. And then Linus, Linus and Sally are just so great. I really like Charlie Brown Christmas. Number one, here we good. Oh, William says I've been redeemed. Before I go, William's pleased. Natalie is excited. Arabella's excited. Deb wants to know why this is not number one. And is this really a movie? Yes, it is, Deb. It is a movie because I said it's a movie. So, and I watch it like it's a movie. It's happy. And I've, yes. Number one, Buddy, I don't like it. Buddy is also questioning the decision, but the council has spoken and it's a movie. Number one, How the Grinch Stole Christmas! Exclamation point. Because the exclamation point is what sets it apart from the other Grinches. 
I, this is, this is my number one all-time favorite Christmas movie of all time. Like, I see this movie and I, I will visually turn into like a little five-year-old kid. Like, I, whenever we see Grinch, like, products in the store for Christmas, like, I do a little happy dance. Um, I, I really, really, really like The Grinch. It's a good one. And I'm sorry that you guys do not like it as much. We can watch it together and we can learn how to like the movie together. Um, <laughs> William says it's like the difference between wham and wham. The, expl the exclamation point does a, does a big difference. It is to a movie. William said this is a good decision. Will, at least with William, I'm, I'm ending this on a good high note with William. So these are my top 10 Christmas movies. I'm sorry that Polar Express isn't on here. I'm also sorry that Jingle All The Way isn't on here, but I promise you, viewers, I commit to you right now, I will watch these movies and I will come back and I will revise the list if necessary. I'll tell you for sure. Um, Jose says the Grinch should be on the list, but not on the top. Again, fake news. Psh, no, not true. Um, and then Deb is just singing da hu do re fa hu ra moose. That's not how the song goes, but it's okay. <laughs> um, it's kind of like speaking in tongues, but, but different. So th again, this is my top 10 list. Let me know what you think should have been on there and let me know if it's a movie I haven't seen. I'll watch it and I'll revise as we go. But right now we are going to hop over to what's the word? And guys, we're continuing our, uh, five life revelation series that we are in. We're going over the top five revelations that the Lord has given Pastor Brian that will change your life. So make sure that you share the broadcast if you haven't done it yet. We're going to hand it right over to Pastor, and we'll see you there right now. Hey guys, welcome to What's the Word? We Hallelujah. got a good word for you guys today. We've been, all this week, we've been going through a series. We've, we're talking about five life revelations, or five revelations that'll change your life. Yes. And so far, they've been really good. We talked about intimacy yep. um, and fellowship with the Father on the Monday. Most important revelation. Yeah. And you got to, if you haven't seen these, go back, watch Mondays, watch Tuesdays. Uh, because that one is the most important, but you yes. need to know why, and yeah. you don't need to just like, oh, yeah, I know I need to have that. Mm -hmm. There's reasons that you need yeah. to see, it, so yeah. It's the foundation that it everything really else, is. It really you know, is. packs on. And then yesterday was a really good one as well. Amen. Um, yeah. <laughs> my, my brain just like blanked out. Trust, how trust, to win. Yeah, trust yeah, and how to win. Yeah, yeah, trust and triumph and how, how to always win. Yeah. What we talked about. Yeah, how to always win. Amen. Um, and that was really good. Today we're talking about ease and light. Easy ease and light. And, light. and uh, I'm really excited about it, guys. If you haven't done it yet, make sure you like and share the broadcast. Share it because there's someone on your friends list who needs to hear this. If you're on YouTube, I'm sure there's some way you can text the link to people. You know, like share the broadcast. Get this word out because yeah. there's a lot of people, especially recently, like 
Uh, I was just at the DMV today, and there there was people behind me just talking about how difficult things are going, and you know, and people need to understand, you know, that God has easy and light in store That's for them. Right. And um, and so make sure you like and share this broadcast because you don't know who's gonna see that you know, click on it and say, yeah. because cause right now, especially in the season we're in, you know, a lot of people feel like things are hard and heavy in it. Yeah, and, well, we're going to talk about how life can be easier. Yeah. Um, would you like it if life was easier? Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah. Would you like it if it was easier? And that's exactly what we're going to talk about today. And this revelation changed everything. It did a couple of things for me. Number one, it helped, it helped me to actually learn how to win mm-hmm. in easy and light. Uh, but then it also gave me an indicator if I had something off. So in other words, I wouldn't have to go five years down the road doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. There's indicators, there's symptoms of it, yeah. and easy and light really revealed that. And so we're going to talk about that today. So if you haven't shared the broadcast, please share it uh, again. And if y'all would, turn that monitor to us, please. And uh, That's what I was stealthily texting. <laughs> I wasn't just on my phone. <laughs> I, w- I was checking the, the air because it feels warm in here, but the heat zone. It's, it's been cold outside the last couple of days. Mm-hmm. Hey, tell us right now where you're watching from. Mm-hmm. Who's online? Where are you watching from? We're excited to have you with us, yeah. and let's jump right in. So this is a topic that I think a lot of people, uh, if they heard just the beginning of it, they would disagree with it. Yeah, uh, it's one of those that I think a lot of people have problem with uh, because there's something that's been preached, and this is actually this one line is what actually caused me to find this revelation because people would say this line, and it would cross something in my spirit. I, I would say, that's not something's not right about that. I don't, I don't something's not right. And here's what they would say. They would say, well, God never promised us it would be easy. And when they said that, I would be like, something's bothering me about that statement. Yeah. And that, a lot of times, if you'll pay attention to your spirit man, mm-hmm. you'll see that it will indicate when things are different. It will indicate when things are off. Mm-hmm. And that statement, I knew something was off on that. And now that statement has become like one of my pet peeves because... Uh, Here's the issue. Uh, If you were talking about what you have to know is the difference between the spirit, soul, and body. Okay, You have to understand that. In order to understand uh, truly the full counsel of the Bible, Mm -hmm. if you don't understand the difference between the spirit, soul, and body, you're going to be very confused. This is something that you must grab a hold of Mm -hmm. is the difference between those three. And so let's jump into this and let let me show you a few things in the Word. So let's turn first to 1 Thessalonians uh, chapter 5. And verse 23, I believe it is. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 23. And what's good about this verse is that you see all three of spirit, soul, and body in here. So we can see from the Bible that, that you are made up of three different parts. Yeah. Okay. You're made up of three different parts. So... Uh, Verse 23, now may the God of peace himself sanctify you entirely Mm -hmm. and may your spirit, soul, and body be preserved complete without blame at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. All right, now, if you go over into Hebrews 4.12, I believe it is, it also says that the word of God is 
alive and active and sharper than any two-edged sword, able to divide asunder soul and spirit. Okay, so the easy one to understand in here is the body. The body is basically what you see in the mirror, right? The body is what you see in the mirror. Uh, soul and spirit, those, that's where it gets cloudy, and that's where people don't really understand. And, and this is not a full teaching on the three parts of man and the spirit, soul, and body, but I just want to give you enough so that you understand it. So the first thing is that your spirit man is the real you, yeah. and the soul is your mind, will, and emotion. So those are the basics. And I will say that in our English Bible, sometimes these words are interchanged in, in they're used in the wrong place. So it's good to go back and look at the original word, but you can see it here if you look in 1 Thessalonians 5.23. If you look at those original Greek words, you can see what the original, original ones are. So now, if you go over to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, and this will help show you something. Uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17. It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he or that person is a new creature or a new creation. The old things have passed away. Behold, new things have come. So now what God refers to as the real you is what became a new creation. Right. All right. So now in, in, our, uh, in our body, when you became born again, if you looked in the mirror the day before you became born again, you looked in the mirror the day after you became born again, this body was not made new. This, what you see in the mirror, is not the real you according to the Bible. Mm -hmm. The real you according to the Bible is the spirit man. Yeah. The spirit is the one who's made in the image and likeness of God. And the body actually takes on some of the characteristics of that root spirit man, that core spirit man. Now, in order just to give you a very quick uh, example of this, if Buddy was the body... If all of us made up one person, and Buddy was the body, and I was the spirit, Barrett would be the soul, the mind, will, and emotions. And what happens is, in the mind, the will, and emotions, both the spirit man, the real you, and the body send input to the mind. Mm -hmm. Okay, And then in the mind, we choose what to do. The Bible makes it clear that the flesh man is corrupted, and it will always be corrupted... It'll always be corrupted until we receive a glorified body, yeah. right? And so it always carries with it the corruption of sin. So all the input from the flesh to the mind or to the soul is always going to be corrupted. Mm -hmm. But when, uh, before we're born again, the spirit man is unrenewed. And it may have corrupted input as well. But after it's born again, the spirit man is a complete recreation or, or new creation. And not only is it a new creation, but it is made perfect with God. It, if you go on in 2 Corinthians, it says it's made the righteousness of God in Christ. So once somebody's born again, this spirit man only inputs yeah. godliness. Mm -hmm. And so both the flesh and the spirit give godliness to the mind, and the mind then decides what to do with it, right? Now, here's the, here's the issue. The Bible clearly shows us that the flesh is corrupt and needs to be submitted. 
and it always will until we receive the glorified body. The, the spirit of man is made a new creation and thinks like God. And, and in Romans 8, we see that the spirit is what communicates with the Holy Spirit, and that's how we receive input from God. From the Holy Spirit to our spirit, then our spirit trans, uh, translates it to the mind. But the mind, what does the Bible tell us about the mind or the soul? The mind is, needs to be renewed. And you renew it by the Word of God. Yeah. And so that verse where it says, the Word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword, yeah. able to divide asunder, basically what it's saying is, mm -hmm. in the mind you'll have a flesh input and you'll have a spirit input, and the Word of God is able to divide that line even yeah. when they seem so close. Yeah. The Word will help you know what's coming from the flesh and what's coming from the mind. Right. Yeah. This is very, very important in easy and light, because if you don't understand that, you're going to miss some stuff. So yeah. what do you have? Um, Romans 8, um, I think verse 6, or, um, well, verse 6 and 7, but it's basically saying, the mindset on the flesh brings death. Yes, so, yes. So, you know, it's kind of whenever the mind is focused on the flesh and the fleshly things, it yes. produces death or hard and heavy. Yes. You know, but the, the mindset on the spirit is life and peace. That's exactly so, right. So, like, just bringing all that together. And just think about that. Life and peace. How can you have peace if it's hard and heavy? Right. Mm -hmm. You see, the, yeah. there's, peace is not generated at that place. Yeah. Peace is generated in easy and light. Yeah. And so there's a truth here that we need to mine out of the Word. And so to give you an example of this now, so if, if the Bible will help us see that, mm -hmm. one of the things that I want to, to show you is this and give you an example of how it's hard on the flesh. So go to Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 11. That's my verse. Yeah. <laughs> Undo. Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 11. So there's a lot of scriptures where you can read and by putting together the full counsel of the word, yeah. you can see, oh, this scripture is not talking to the spirit man. Right. This scripture is talking to the flesh man. Or this scripture is not talking to the flesh. This scripture is talking about the spirit of man. Right. And you can see which one is in action. Right. You know, once you know that. So this uh, scripture, Hebrews 12, 11, is actually talking to the flesh man. And I want you to see something. It says all discipline for the moment seems to not all godly dis discipline is the context mm -hmm. seems to not be joyful, but sorrowful. Yet, to those who have been trained by it, afterwards it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness. Mm -hmm. So what this is saying, so is my spirit man that is renewed to the righteousness of God in Christ, according to 2 Corinthians 5, is my spirit man ever going to be sorrowful or joyful about the discipline that God brings to my flesh? See, God's not disciplining the spirit man. The spirit man's already made a new creation. Yeah. What is he disciplining? He's disciplining the flesh and the mind. You see, he's bringing discipline to the flesh and to the mind. And to the flesh, it's always sorrowful and not joyful. Right. It's always sorrowful and not joy joyful. That's why that scripture. So this scripture is not talking to the spirit man. It's talking to the flesh man. All right. Now, 
what you'll see is, and see, this is the area. I wouldn't mind, you know, well, God never promised it to be easy. I wouldn't mind that statement if you added this. God never promised it to be easy on the flesh. Mm -hmm. That's a true statement. He never did. He promised it it would be easy to you. And the you that he's talking about is the spirit man renewed in Christ because he actually said, let's go over uh, to Matthew chapter 11 and verse 28. Matthew chapter 11 and verse 28 through 30. It says, Jesus says, Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. So he's saying, if you are weary in your flesh, come to me. Now, see, that's an action to go to Jesus. Now, what I will say is, if we do not go to Jesus and go to him and take him by the hand and his way, there's no promise of rest. Right. There's no promise. There's a promise waiting on you, but you won't receive it unless you go to him, unless you do it his way. Unless you take him by the hand, like what we were talking about yesterday in 2 Corinthians 2.14. Unless you take him by the hand, you're not going to have triumph. Well, here, if you don't come to Jesus and do it his way, it's not going to be easy. All right. And he says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest. For your souls, verse 30, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Yeah. All right. So now either God's lying or he's telling the truth. Either his yoke is easy and burden is light or, or is he's lying. Yeah. All right. So for somebody to say, well, God never promised it to be easy without completing it by saying on the flesh, then you're lying. Mm-hmm. Can you see that? Somebody who says that, and you'll see people put that all the time because it sounds cool when you're going through something to say, well, you know, God never promised it'd be easy. And it's like, well, it's not your fault, you know, and that's what they're doing. And they, it sounds cool. And in our, listen, our flesh likes that because that's not discipline. But discipline, the flesh doesn't like. Yeah. And so when we say, actually, he did promise it would be easy. The flesh goes, no, I don't want to change. And that's why we don't like that. And yeah. so that statement appeases the flesh. Yeah. And so that's why when I see it like posted on Facebook or something, I'm like, ah, oh, actually he did. You know, Matthew 11, verse 28 through 30, he said it would be easy and light. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But we have to come to him. We have to do it his way. Part of coming to him is letting the word wash our thinking. Yeah. Letting the word renew our mind, which is what this is. Now, what's the difference in this? The difference is when we understand easy and light, we can easily tell when we're off base. The other thing is when we understand easy and light, we recognize, and watch this, everything we've done in our life up to this point that's been hard can be easier from this point out. This is how how can you move into easier if you have no revelation of it? All right. So how we move into easier is we get revelation. God wants it to be easy in life. Put it in the comments right now. Just type it. God wants it to be easy and light for me. Exclamation point. Exclamation point. (laughs) Well, I 
I know we're talking about the soul, the spirit, it, it, it all goes hand in hand, but what comes up to me is, you know, the Hebrews 12, 11, I, I was not entirely joking, but kind of joking when I was like, it's my verse. Because <laughs> yeah. for a year and a half, that was the verse that I clung to. And for a while, I clung to the part that said, you know, it's it's going to be sorrowful. And right. it, it made my flesh feel good. Oh, I touched the mic, sorry. It made my flesh feel good about, oh, it's okay that I'm feeling sorrowful. like. It's okay that I'm feeling sorrowful. <laughs> that, that's fine that I'm supposed to feel sorrowful. Uh, it's, it's right. The Bible says it's there. <laughs> and so the first like six months, that was my favorite. It was my pet verse. And then the Lord really started challenging me. He just reminded me about it. He started challenging me to view it through a different perspective. See how you perceive the Bible, not like how your flesh perceives it, but when you take the full counsel of the word yeah. for what it truly is, it's going to cause your perspective to change yes. on it because your flesh yes. wants to give you a corrupted perspective that That's makes true. that caters to the flesh. Yeah. So, the way that I now view it, because I choose to view it this way, because it's what the word says, is regardless of how my flesh feels, that's a triumphant verse. Yes. Like, not just because it ends in triumph, but because God is always leading yes. me to triumph. Mm -hmm. And just because it may feel difficult... I'm go I am called to live in easy and light. And yeah. so often your flesh wants to just take what happens to it. Yeah. And well, if God wants it to be this way, yeah. he'll want it to be this way. And he'll he'll he's sovereign, he knows, he does know, and he says, choose life, choose yeah. joy, choose yeah. ease. So when we start seeing these verses through the lens of I have a responsibility, but I get to choose yes. being in ease. Yes. Mm -hmm. I get to choose being in joy. I yeah. get to choose being in light. All of a sudden, that's a partnership with God that then causes us to, us to step into easy and light instead of just, well, I'm supposed to feel sorrow yes. about this. This is supposed. No, it's not. Your flesh. Tell your flesh to shut up. Like your flesh isn't going to yeah. say. You well, say. part of the issue is this, the reason why uh, people have it hard in the flesh and hear this and, and it'll slam some people, including all three of us. I receive it. <laughs> the reason why it's not easy and light on the flesh is because we haven't crucified the flesh. Yeah. A crucified flesh doesn't scream. Yep. Yeah. Hmm. Just let that sit. Put it in the comments. A crucified flesh doesn't scream. Yeah. You see? And so the issue is the reason why many have been feeling that it's very heavy is because they're living more by the flesh than they are by the spirit. Mm -hmm. But when we live by the spirit, it's easy and light. Yeah. Right? And so this, all, this revelation, now here's what I want you to see is that when you start to get this, what you realize is what looks hard, because see, you're going to go into situations that people in a fleshly thinking are going to look at and say, that looks hard. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you, like when we first started pastoring, I was sharing some with our Impact University last night, some of the stories mm -hmm. of that. When we first started uh, pastoring, I would say it felt hard. And on the flesh, it was hard. Yeah. And But how we got through is I got revelation of this and I learned how to pull on the supernatural power and grace of God yeah. to make it go from hard to easy. Yeah. See, the hard was an indicator. I had something I wasn't utilizing. Yeah. 
right? So if I gave you, you know, let's say that, uh, um, let's say that you're doing pull-ups. Like if I went to do a pull-up right now, I would, I would, I would not do It'd well. It'd be the worst segment that we could do. <laughs> I would not do well. <laughs> but if you have a, I, when I was first learning to do pull-ups and are getting adjusted to them, I would take those, uh, you know, athletic bands and I would wrap them around me and they would like help pull me up. And I still had plenty of weight, but it would help me and it would make get. I'd start working those muscles at a lower level so I could grow to a larger level. But, but here's the thing. If I did, if I'm sitting there trying to do that, you know, imagine somebody that's never done a pull up and they're going to go do a pull up for the first time. That's going to be hard on their flesh. But if they had somebody who was a spotter standing right there, and the, the spotter's like, I'll help you if you want to. And they're sitting there going, no, I got it. I got it. I got it. And it's like the spotter's going, I'll, I'll help you if, if, you'll, if you want me to. No, I got it. I'm, I'm doing this. I'm, I'm being holy. I'm, I'm going to make it. You know? And you know, they're not even moving. They're just sitting there shaking because they're trying and they don't have enough strength to do it. Well, that's like we are with Jesus. We're sitting there and you, you said the verse last night in Peter it says, God has already granted to us everything yeah. pertaining to life and godliness. I think it's 1 Peter 3, 15. God's already granted to us everything pertaining to life and godliness. He's sitting there ready to spot us in life, and yet we've been taught that God never promised it will be easy. So we're doing the hard thinking that's God's will. Yeah. Instead of saying, Oh, this is not supposed to be this way. Yeah, Jesus, can you help me with that supernatural power right yeah. here? And all of a sudden, Jesus will step right in and you're, or by the Holy Ghost, and he'll just help lift you up. And yes, you will apply pressure, but it'll be easy. And before you know it, you'll grow, and the strength will grow, and you'll be able, and it's all working by his yeah. power. Yeah. That power is available, but the heart is an indicator that either we're not doing the right thing, or we're not utilizing what we have. Yeah. Well, I also think it goes down, it also can come down to what are you looking at? You know, yes. if, if you're doing, if you're doing pull-ups on the bar and you're just looking at the bar in front of you and you, you have no awareness that someone's standing beside you wanting to help, then you're never going to reach out for help. If yes. you're so focused on the problem, yes. then you're never going to look for somebody who's able to bring a solution to you. Yes. It's like, if all you see is two dimensions and you never put on those 3D glasses, the movie's going to be all jacked up for you. And it's not going to be what you were designed to see because somebody designed it yes. for you to see it in a different way. Put on the 3D glasses like that sounds matrixy. But honestly, yeah. when you get into the word and realize that there's so much more than yes. what we see directly in front of us, there's a whole nother realm yeah. where there's help and assistance and we have victory. And you said you were talking about it last night. When you try to mess with the devil in a natural realm, that's the realm that he has success in. Yeah. You know, like he, he understands the natural realm. Yeah. But in yeah. the spirit realm, we triumph there in God's because realm. Jesus yeah. triumphs yeah. there. Well, and see, that's the glasses that we need to look through are the scripture. So yeah. as long as we accept, well, God never promised it'd be easy, is that's a worldly logic. Mm -hmm. yeah. But when we go to the Word and we accept Jesus' logic when He said, My yoke is easy and my burden is light, now we're looking through a different lens which gives us a different perspective yeah. and we can see the help that's available. At the very least, it highlights to us 
that something's off, mm -hmm. something's not right. This is a symptom of my walk is out of line, and that's why it's hard. Yeah. Either one, I'm paying more attention to the flesh than I should be, or two, I'm doing the wrong thing, or three, I'm not, these are the basics, or three, I'm not pulling from the supernatural supply house yeah. that I have available to me. Yeah. Hard is an indicator we're out of line. Mm -hmm. Hard is in our life. Hard is an indicator something's out of line, yeah. right? And so when I saw this, I started, you know, because as a pastor starting out, there were a lot of things, and people were not nice, and all of this stuff, and it wasn't fun, and I was hurting, right? And uh, I mean, people were telling lies, and they wouldn't show up, and then you try to call them, say, "Hey, do you need anything?" You're checking on them to serve them. They wouldn't even answer you back or tell you why they're leaving. They just guys, yeah. be good. <laughs> yeah, that video. <laughs> be good, guys. That was a great video last night. And um, so, anyway, it was like, all right, this hurts. Yeah. This hurts, and I said, Lord, why does this hurt? And he, he told me two things. Number one, you're looking at the wrong thing. Yeah. You're looking at the wrong thing. And you're paying attention a lot to the flesh. So what was hurting was my mind, will, and emotions. And my mind, will, and emotions by themselves was putting pressure on my flesh because I wasn't taking my thoughts captive. Mm -hmm. And my flesh was screaming. The, the mind, will, and emotions were like working in, you know, in hand in hand to create a pressure cauldron, yeah. right? It, it was a pressure-filled thing, and they were doing that, and I wasn't taking my thoughts captive on it, and it made it worse. Yeah. And so that was the first thing. The second thing was there was a supernatural wisdom and strength I was not drawing on from God. And so I, I cleaned up my thoughts. I took control of my emotions. I thought on things only that are worthy of praise. I learned how to do that. Well, that right there cleaned up the majority of it. But then I reached over into everything that he's granted us pertaining to life and God and godliness. I grabbed a hold of his anointing. I grabbed a hold of supernatural wisdom. I prayed a whole lot in the spirit. And all of a sudden I had a supernatural strength, yeah. which made it easier. Yeah. Right. And so by learning this revelation, I started to apply by faith the ease of the yoke of Christ. Mm -hmm. And it worked. Yeah. And I went, oh my goodness, I found something here. Eureka, yeah. I found it. And, and I, I found something and I went, oh my goodness. And one of the things that the Lord took me to uh, was Mark uh, chapter 4. So Mark chapter 4, starting in verse 35. And this is, a, this is something that I use uh, a lot here. Mark chapter 4 and verse 35. Now, before we even read this, know a couple of things. Don't we know that the Bible says that Jesus never did anything but what he saw the Father do, mm -hmm. right? And it also says that Jesus never said anything but what he heard the Father say. Yeah. Okay, so when he speaks, what does that mean? He heard it's, the Father yeah. say it first. Yeah. And if God says something, it's gospel, yeah. right? It's it's. In every word is provision for that word to come to pass. Yeah. You know, Isaiah 55, 11, so shall my word be. And when it goes forth, it will accomplish what I sent it to do. Yeah. Okay. So the first thing he does is say, say something. And when he says something, we know that the father spoke it. Right. All right. So verse 35, on that day, 
when evening came, he said to them, let us go over to the other side. Now, Jesus said this. Who also said that? The Father Father said, go over to the other side. When he spoke that word, go over to the other side, in that word was all provision and ease to get there. Right. All provision and ease to get there. Everything was packed in that word, go over to the other side. So Jesus spoke this word to his disciples. Let us go over to the other side. Well, the disciples, maybe they didn't know yet, but this is great teaching for us. But they should have taken that word and said, he said to go over to the other side. We have passage. We have provision. We're going to get there. Right. Okay. But then, you know, it's it's just like the devil to try and stop you from doing what God said to do. He's going to do that. I mean, it's not, you know, here's what I think some people think that when you say he promised promised it to be easy, that everything just works and it's magic. That's not what I'm saying. That's not, you will overcome things. That means there will be challenges. There will be persecutions. There will be things that will stand in the way like this storm that's coming up, right? It's not that you won't go through things. It's not that people that look with fleshly eyes, they'll look at what you're going through and go, oh my goodness, wow, that looked hard. With fleshly eyes, it'll look that way, but you'll be in the middle of it in ease. Yeah. In ease. Like you'll have peace. You'll have joy. You'll be in rest right in the middle of a death storm. Yeah. So there's a difference. And here's why. Here's the importance of that. Somebody with fleshly eyes will say, how are you doing that? Mm-hmm. How is that possible? And that's what God utilizes. Mm-hmm. He'll say, because then the person who knows how to walk in easy and light and say, you can have this too. Yep. Well, how? Through Jesus. Mm-hmm. Through Jesus. That's how. Yeah. All right. So then he says, what the disciples should have done was heard this and say, we have all provision. We, we, can, we can get over there. So verse 36, leaving the crowd, they took, uh, took him along with them in the boat just as he was, and the other boats were with him. Verse 37, and there arose a fierce gale of wind, and the waves were breaking over the boat so much that the boat was already filling up. Jesus himself was in the stern, asleep on the cushion, on the pillow. He's asleep. Waves are busting over. He's asleep. Mm-hmm. He's in ease. Yeah. Right? They're not, but he is. And they woke him and said to him, listen to their words. Teacher, do you not care that we're dying, that we're perishing? That's the flesh. That's, That's the that flesh. <laughs> They were focused on the flesh. He was focused on the spirit. And, and he says, and now I want you to see this about this storm. Like this was no small storm. Remember that a lot of these guys grew up on the sea. Yeah. These were fishermen. They've seen storms before. Mm-hmm. They know how to avoid them. They know how to get out of them. Yeah. They, they know. But the fishermen that grew up on the ocean are now saying to Jesus, don't you care that we're dying yeah. in today's language? Mm-hmm. Don't you care that we're about to die? Yeah. This storm was so bad that they thought they were about to die. So this is not a small storm. And this is what I want you to get. Because most people think that all the easy, when we talk about easy and light, is that you won't face any storms. Eh, wrong, wrong answer. 
Try again. No, you will face storms. But the difference is you will bring peace to it. You won't be affected by it. You will bring peace to it. You see? And so this was no, this was a demonic storm, right? Set in the path to get them off of God's will. Over the time, over the years, I've watched so many people. Man, they are advancing with God, advancing with God. And then the devil sends a demonic death storm into their life. And they, and they don't recognize what's going on. And they don't recognize what they have within them. They don't recognize how it should be easy and light. And they completely break off of their path. And they stop going after the Lord like yeah. they should. I've watched it time and time and time again. But see, this is a generation and this is a time where there are believers that are rising up that are saying, I will not be that person. I will walk into the storm that the devil has set a trap for me. I'll be the person that will walk in easy and light and I'll speak peace to it. And it will dissipate just like Jesus because I'm made in his image and likeness. I'm taking him by the hand. I'm going to take him. His yoke on me, and I'm going to walk in His anointing to break every demonic thing, to destroy the works of the enemy. First John three eight. I'm I'm going to walk, but see, that's what's happening right now. Is there'll be things that people are facing, and you've got to decide. Every one of us has to decide: Are we going to be like Jesus? Are we going to be like the disciples before they learn this? Mm -hmm. Which one are we going to be? Because the disciples right here would have completely gotten off of track where God was taking them. They would have gone another way. And many times there's spiritual storms that the devil brings up and people will fall for that trap. And before they know it, they're off base and they have no idea how they got off base. But it had to do with they had no revelation of easy and light and what it was supposed to be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Well, I'm thinking of. uh, I'll come back and finish it in a second. Um, Well, what what like what keeps coming to me is James chapter 1, which is another one that's widely misquoted yes. and misunderstood. Um, when he says James in James 1, uh, Rejoice two, in the, yeah. yeah. Count it all joy when you fall into various trials. No, but, but here's the thing. People will read that and say, oh, you know, like life's going to be hard because we're going to go into all these different things. But that's not, he's saying, he's saying when the things come, yeah. have joy. Be, yeah. Put on joy, walk in joy. Because. You know, because, he says, uh, it produces patience in having its perfect work. You will be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Yeah. You won't be lacking anything. So basically what, he, what he's saying is, hey, when, when the thing comes, put on joy because you're going higher. Yes. You're getting yes. to a new place. Like yeah. I, I keep thinking, well, you know, people will read that and they'll read uh, Psalm thirty-four, nineteen. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, you know, and they'll say, oh, well, that's it. But it says the Lord will deliver us yes. out, out of, of them, them all. <laughs> You know, so whatever yeah. we face, there's yeah. deliverance right there. We're all, yes. so, so going into the affliction, I'm delivered already from yes. it. Because the Bible yeah. already says all these things, I'm going to be delivered. And, and what sticks out to me the most is um, the Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You know, uh, that seemed like an affliction f- from all these fleshly Israelites watching these things take yes. place. But, but what happened when they threw them in the furnace? The Bible doesn't say that they were like wildly running around like, what's happening? No, they were walking. 
They're walking around like, walking hey, around. Shadrach, look at this. It's, it's cool over here. It's <laughs> this cool over is there. crazy. Wait, my bonds just burn <laughs> off. Holy stink, that's Jesus. Yeah. Like, oh, you know, like the son, the son of God was there. Yeah. You know, so like they're just walking around inside this, this furnace. They're not freaking out. They're not like, oh, yes. man, well, this is what we get, you know, for serving God. We got all these afflictions. No, they're just like, God's going to deliver us. So throw us in there. <laughs> they're yes. just walking around. See? Yeah. So like, so, you know, whenever James says, consider it pure joy when you when you fall into various trials, he's literally saying, don't be upset. Don't be afraid. Yeah. It's easy and light because you're just going higher. Yeah. You know, so put on joy. Put See, on joy. You're going to act as an ambassador of the kingdom of God mm -hmm. and this demonic yeah. storm that stood in the way of not just you but others, mm -hmm. you're going to take it out. Yeah. But you're not going to take it out by your strength. Yeah. You're going to take it out by my strength. Yeah. See, that's the issue. That mm -hmm. is when we try to handle these things yeah. on our own strength, that's when it's hard. Yeah. But when we turn and we utilize the supernatural power of God, the grace of God, mm -hmm. that's when it works. And that means, in, in other words, he's the one backing my actions, yeah. not myself. Yeah. That's why it's easy. It looks like it's hard, but it's really easy because yeah. I'm just letting God flow through me. Well, yeah. when you go, when you have the intimacy with God and you recognize that you're his, yes. you don't need to be making decisions. You don't need to be figuring yes. stuff out. You just yes. move at the command of God. Yes. You do it's what the easy. Lord says to do. Like you're not yeah. even having to figure out the instructions. He tells you them. Yeah. You've just yeah. got to have your ears tuned and be in the word and abide with him and he'll abide with you. And in that instruction he gives you is all the provision that you need. Yep. Go. Yeah. Go to yeah. the other side. Yeah. You know, as we're talking, I'm not going to give all of Kevin Buck's testimony, but I'm just thinking of Kevin. Like he and Julie have been in, in the middle of something that people on the outside would look and be yeah. like, well, that's yeah. fun. Like there's, there could be some pressure there. But for That's at least not fun in no, the flesh, no, that you was were, being you were sassy. joking. Yeah. That's being sassy. Um, it's opportunistic. If yeah. you look at it with worldly eyes, but they've stood on the word that the Lord gave them before the yeah. trial even came yes. up. Yeah. And they have both abided in such joy. Yeah. Like it's been so awesome yeah. to be around them because their entire countenance is different. Because of this revelation, I've gone to them multiple times. And it's not that they might not have felt, you know, the, sure. the pressure a little bit more than other days, but many times I've gone to them and I'm like, how you doing? They're like, this is amazing. Yeah. Like, I don't know why I'm so happy and joyful. Why? Because I know why. Because you took him by the hand, yeah. at least on some level, yeah. and it's producing an ease in you. Yeah. It's and, producing it. And honestly, so you were talking about that you've seen people, you know, just get knocked off course by stuff as they're doing well. It's because one of the traps that the devil tries to set that looks easy and light is he'll yeah. throw out a bone of, yeah. you know, take, take, take this job. Yes. It, you, you only have to work some Sundays. You don't have to work all Sundays, just some. You know, take this job. It's going gonna, it's gonna to cause yeah. you to move away from your church. You can find another church. It's because yep. to the flesh, it's like, oh, there it is. Yeah. It's, no, you go through until the Lord says, that's the job. That's the yeah. place you go. That's what you do. You wait for that instruction. But when the instruction comes, that's where the provision is. And if you don't know what your next, next instruction is, go back to the last one he gave you and yes. do that thing until he course corrects you 
it's somewhere else, but you've just got to follow. Hear his voice. Many times, see, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. The storm is designed to only do those things. Mm -hmm. Steal from you, kill things from yeah. you, and destroy your path, your plan, your destiny. It's always designed to do that. And many times people will let the storm offset them from yeah. the track and the destiny that God has them on. Yeah. I've watched many times where people, they'll move because of a job, because they're under pressure, they'll do all this, not realizing that their supply is where they're planted in the Spirit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's in the you know, planting of the Lord, the planting in the house of God yeah. in Psalms 92 where we flourish in the courts of heaven. And so they'll let the storm get them all for or, uh, you know, the storm of lack, say, well, I need to make more, so I need to go take this job far away, you know. And, and it's the storm designed to get you off track yeah. or to get you to stop faith. And uh, Jade said this, how stupid is our flesh to make, quote unquote, not stressing it hard. <laughs> the flesh makes it a challenge to relinquish that control. And that's true. That's where we've got to tell the flesh to shut yeah. up, be quiet, you know. So if you look at it, like many times, I've thought about this. I've had jobs where I was the founder and the owner. And when you're the founder and the owner, you have a lot of decisions to make all the time, right? Uh, on the flesh, I would say, that's a lot harder because you're constantly having to make life-changing decisions. And there's a ton of them. It's like constant, right? But then I've also been an employee that has to take the part and go, all right, take this part and put it here. And that's a lot easier. Like, I won't get paid as much, but it's easier to do, right? See, this is the beauty of our Christian life. We only have to do what he told us to do. If you love me, keep my commandments. So a lot of times what I'll see is I'll see people trying to make all these decisions to set it up, and God hadn't told them to make any of it. It's hard on them because they have assumed that they need to make all these different decisions instead of just saying, Lord, have you told me to do anything? Yes, okay, I'll do that. Have you told me to do anything in this situation? No, I've got nothing to do. Yeah. I don't have to make up something. Yep. You know, just because a calendar turns doesn't mean that you, you've not... Now, I, I hadn't heard from you, the calendar turned, somebody's asking me and putting pressure on me, but I hadn't heard from you... I don't need to do anything. Yeah. But the world and the flesh says, no, you got to do this. You got to do this. You know, I can remember one time there was a minister who texted me and they had asked me a question. I said, okay, I'll pray on it. And then they got, they got mad at me because I hadn't answered them. And I, I was like, you're a minister. I said, God hadn't told me to answer you yet. He hadn't given me the answer. You want me to make something up? Like, come on, yeah. you know, I'm not going to make something up. I'm, I'm waiting to hear from him. When he answers, I'll tell you. Yeah. You, know, you should know this. You should understand this. The only one that we're responsible to answer to is him. Yeah. And so a lot of times we take what actually is very simple and very easy. And if your heart is unbiased and you're seeking for the wisdom of God, back to James 1, it tells you he'll give it to you right after it says you'll lack wisdom. And if yeah. you... It, or that you'll lack nothing. He says, and if you lack wisdom, ask me and I'll give it. But ask in faith, not wavering. In other words, know that the wisdom is coming. And just if it hasn't come on your time frame and inside of the box that you created in your mind, that doesn't mean it's not coming. Relax. 
Rest in his ease. Rest in him. And so one of the things, you know, you're going back to this. See, this, the, the revelation of easy and light is also this. It's not mine to carry. Mm -hmm. yeah. Cast my cares on him, because all of them, because he cares for me. Yeah. And the, see, this is, the, this is the revelation of easy and light, is you're not anointed to carry it. Mm -hmm. He's anointed to carry I'm it. I'm really bad at it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're not good at it by ourselves. He's anointed. Yeah. So I cast that care on him. Yeah, Joni said the only one in a rush is the enemy. Exactly, Joni. Why let the enemy dictate what our schedule is and where the pressure comes from. Mm -hmm. See, I just determined years ago when I got this revelation, I ain't listening to that anymore. And mm -hmm. I basically, if I feel pressure on something, like if you put pressure on me to come up with an answer, you're going to find me backing away because mm -hmm. that's not where I make decisions. Mm -hmm. I have let the peace of God rule in my heart. And, and the pressure of the world doesn't generate the peace of God. So for me to hear clearly, I don't respond to that pressure. Yeah. If the Holy Ghost puts a conviction on me to do something and do something now, that's a different thing. But it's in peace. It's yeah. not in, not in the, the world pressure. Well, yeah. pressure often leads us to make those emotional decisions. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a sales tactic that, yes. that I was taught when I did sales. Yes. You know, you cause people and bring them to a decision point quickly because if they have time to think on it or anything like that, then they, you can yes. obvious, you can oftentimes figure out another solution. And the exactly. enemy knows that if he can get you to make a quick, rash decision of jump at this and yes. you jump, yes. then he's got you. But if you take that time, the Lord brings his wisdom to you. Yes. You then spot what's the lie. You can yes. then identify that junk before Amen. it ever happens. So watch this. You, you remember Paul's thorn, mm -hmm. right? Paul's thorn. Then we're going to go back to Mark 4 and the disciples and Jesus in the boat and wrap that up because there's some stuff to see there. But in Paul's thorn, he said, I prayed about this. It hasn't gone away, basically. I'm, I'm paraphrasing. And, um, but then he says, the Lord spoke to me about it. And he said, my grace is sufficient for you. Now, see, wrongly, a spirit of religion has interpreted that, that he was telling Paul, suck it up, Paul, and just deal with it. Mm -hmm. That's not what he was saying at all. Mm -mm. That is the exact, and it goes back to the verse you read earlier in James 1, talking about that when you encounter various trials, count it all joy, yeah. basically rest in God, take him by the hand in easy and light, and you will go through and it will produce some things in you, but then you will lack nothing. Yeah. In other words, you won't stay in the trial. You'll come to the place where you have all supply in everything. You won't stay there. When he said, my grace is sufficient to, uh, for you. Look at this. It's in uh, Titus chapter 2 and verse 11 and 12. Titus 2, 11 and 12. It, and, and here you see what grace does. For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation to all men. So when you're in a, in a, in a storm, grace will save you. Yeah. Yeah. That's that, just that simple. It's just that simple. Grace doesn't, grace doesn't just give you power to, um, it doesn't just give you strength to put up with the hardship. No, grace doesn't, grace doesn't just give you enough to get by. Grace is not survival thinking. 
Grace is thriving thinking. It will save you. That means it will bring an end to the storm. Grace brings an end. Put that in the comments. Grace brings an end to the storm, right? Grace brings a destruction to the storm. That's why 1 John 3, 8, I mentioned already, Jesus was manifested to destroy the works of the enemy. Not put up with it, destroy it. See, that's the issue. We think that the storm is too big and we won't ever go around. It's because we don't know who we are in Christ. We don't know that we're the new creation made in his righteousness and given everything pertaining to life and godliness, which is designed to destroy that storm. Mm. See, when we start, this is how easy and light starts to work. But then it says this. It says, grace, in Titus 2, 11 and then 12, grace instructs us or shows us how to deny ungodliness and worldly desires and live sensibly and righteously and godly in the pre- grace will cause you to live godly yeah. forget about just morals it's also moral for you to live in greater works than Jesus did. Live on a supernatural godly level, Mm -hmm. right? Grace will deny ungodly corruption, ungodly curse, right? Mm -hmm. Grace will give you the power to end that storm, to end the challenge, right? And so when he told Paul, my grace is sufficient for you, he was saying, Paul, Put on the supernatural favor and grace and apply it yourself. Stop asking me to do it. You put it on. Do you know who you are? Mm -hmm. That's what he was telling Paul. And what's grace going to do? It's going to take him all the way through it, bust it up, and save him from the storm. That's why he was saying in James, count it all joy because that's not your end. Your end is not just, I've got to endure and put up with this. He said, count it all joy. You will lack nothing. You will lack nothing. Right? And, And so that's how we can, all right, so now you look back at like the storm that they're in, right? And watch this, okay? So Mark chapter 4, Jesus, verse 38, Jesus himself was in the stern, asleep on the cushion, and they woke him and said, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? And he got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the sea, Hush, be still. Or in the King James it says, Peace, be still. And the wind died down, and it became perfectly calm. And he said to them, Why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? He was not politically correct. Mm -mm. They they became very much afraid and said to one another, Who then is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? Now, what I want you to see here is, when he came out from uh, being asleep on the pillow, was he stressed? Was he in hardship? No. Had the disciples been stressed and in hardship? Yeah, they were afraid they were going to die. So you have the same situation, right? You have the exact same situation. And in that situation, you had two different people, two different groups of people. Right. One group was in hard and heavy, fearing for their life. Yeah. And one group that only had Jesus in it was in peace, and he brought peace. Same situation, same uh, what some people would say hardship. It just wasn't a hardship to Jesus. Same hardship, same bad situation. 
They were in hard and heavy, but he was in easy and light. And matter of fact, his ease and light is what destroyed the storm. Mm -hmm. Their hard and heavy would have gotten them killed or off track. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So their approach to the storm, and, and hear this, their approach to the word of God and the promise of God to go to the other side determined whether they would die or get off track or whether or not they would destroy themselves, destroy the works of the enemy. Yeah. Because Jesus gets up and he says, why are you fearful? In other words, he felt like, Jesus felt like, I've already given you enough, you should not have been afraid. I've already given you enough that you should not have backed down, that you should have had more faith than this. And what was their faith supposed to do? It was supposed to over, there's the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Their faith was designed to overcome that worldly problem. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So he's getting on to them for not applying the promise and the word of going to the other side that he had already spoken. Yeah. And he's saying, you shouldn't have been in fear. You should have had more faith. He's yeah. correcting them on it. Mm -hmm. Now, I imagine their flesh, because of Hebrews 12, 11, was going... How in the world can he cause us? I mean, they it said they were like amazed and fearful. Like, who is this dude? Yeah. This was a dude that was teaching them to be like him. Yeah. This was the yeah. son of God saying, use your faith and grace like I do. Yeah. So in the middle of the storm, if Jesus was just a fleshly person, mm -hmm. but he had no spiritual promise, he would have gone down with them. Yeah. But in the middle of the storm, he drew on everything that he had been granted through God's grace to him. He drew on that favor and power. And, and instead, it wasn't just physical Jesus speaking peace. It was supernatural Jesus yeah. made in the image and, and likeness of God. It was a supernatural human that was drawing on the supernatural strength of God and it empowered him yeah. in the midst of it to, to make it easy yeah. and to bring an end yeah. to that storm yeah. and that attack. Yeah. Well, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And so like you could see, well, what they could see was a big storm that was like getting ready to take them out. Yeah. But like you, you could see when Jesus woke up, he was in faith. He wasn't afraid of the storm. Yes. You know, could, why? Because he had an assurance. We're making it to the other side. You know, yes. he had that assurance. And faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So, so what you're doing right now is exactly what you should be doing to yes. ensure. Basically, you're equipping yourself so that uh, whenever things happen, you will be well equipped, thoroughly equipped for every good work, you know, uh, not lacking anything. So whenever it comes, you're not even going to be phased by it. Yeah. You know, like it, it can seem like it's the biggest thing, but, but you're just walking in easy because yes. it's already in you. Um, you know, it's already in you. And, and you say it all the time, you know, don't wait till the battle to load your weapons. Yes. You know, like when we, when we are taking this time to, to speak this into you, to talk to you about this, what, what you're doing is you're equipping yourself. You're loading your, you know, your spiritual weapons. You know, uh, our weapons are not uh, material. They're not carnal, our weapons of warfare. So we're loading ourselves and preparing ourselves so that, you know, whenever the enemy tries to bring a storm against us, we're already equipped. Yes. We're not phased by it. We don't suddenly get into this big old anxiety like, what's going on? Why is this happening to me? But we, we can stand up and be like, nope, this isn't right. This isn't God. I'm going to stand in faith 
despite what I see. And I know that God's going to take me out of this and he's going to take me out higher. Yeah. So thank you, devil, for getting in my way. Now I'm just yes. going to step on your faith and move on to another level, yeah. you know, because that's essentially what's happening. He's trying to get in your way, but like it's like a football player, you know, someone gets in their way. They just jump and then <laughs> kick off their face. And then they're at a higher level. I don't know. It's a weird example. It doesn't make sense because there's a floor. But, you know, pretend like he's just like a stepping stone. Because, I mean, like he said, I'll make your enemies your footstool. You know, so like you just step on and, and it's just a stepping stool to go to a higher level. Yeah. That's all it is. So that's why, you know, talking about the bucks, you know, they're, why are they, you know, going through something that could potentially be very you know, hard and heavy, why are they walking in easy and light? Because they chose to consider it pure joy. Because yes. they know that on the other side of this, they will, they will be one step closer yeah. to lacking nothing. Yeah. Well, easy. The joy is already looking at yeah. the solution. Yeah. yeah. It already knows it has victory. In mm -hmm. other words, it's, yeah. you know, what we were talking about yesterday about leading us to triumph. Yeah. It, I know when I enter a situation, I already have triumph. Yeah. And so I'm choosing joy based off of that promise, mm -hmm. no matter if I know how it's going to happen or yeah. not. And by yeah. doing that, I enter into the easy and light and yeah. the rest of him. Yeah. Well, as, as you're talking, some, I've never thought about this before, and I'm sure you have. I'm sure you've taught it. Um, but today, click. Um, <laughs> Jesus, Jesus was sleeping. Jesus chose to sleep because he knew he had already equipped the disciples in the boat to be able to handle it. He would not He's have, expecting them. He would not yeah. have fallen asleep. He would not have chosen to sleep if he did not know that they had the potential had to the go ability. through the storm. He knew that they could do yeah. it. And as you're talking, what it reminds me, you know, easy and light, it's we're not only talking about great big issues. You know, it can feel heavy to grow in an area. Yeah. It can feel heavy to do something new for the first time. Like yeah. as, as I was thinking about that, the next thing the Holy Spirit brought up to me was how many times have you asked me to do something that I have not felt comfortable with? <laughs> so many things that pastor's been like, okay, it's time for this. You now. can do it. Like I, I was telling, I think I was telling Kevin um, and Buddy and Marky yesterday, the very first time you ever had me preach, like preach, preach, you told me two hours before it happened, hey, you're going you're gonna to do this tonight. Oh, cool. And then I went to go get ready and you're like, no, don't stop doing that. Don't prepare. Just, just rest. What? <laughs> what? Because <laughs> you were all up here. I sure was. And the, to make it well, you had to draw on his grace. Yeah. You know, you either, and that's how the Lord told me to give it to you. You know, to show you how to do it. Yeah. And I had to, like, literally in that moment, like 10 minutes before I'm going up, I'm like, I don't know what I'm talking about. Cool. Um, I had to truly rest in the knowledge that you hear from the Lord, yeah. you're my shepherd, and God would not, it goes, it, it goes exactly all of this, y'all, this entire week, it's going to build on top of one another. So if you missed yesterday, you have to watch yes. it for this to make sense. Yeah. Because in order to be an easy and light, the knowledge and the foundation of God will not ask me to do something that I do not have the ability to do. Yes. God will never put me in a situation that I don't have the ability to overcome. God will never allow me to be somewhere where I am not going to be the victor. I will always be able to succeed and be victorious if God is yep. leading me and I take him by the hand. And that's what I had to do. And that's what I've had to do with so many things. Yep. And because I've, I'm learning this and I've learned it somewhat, like it's been easier and easier yeah, each yeah. time. And you can then 
ask me to do more yeah. because I don't freak out when you ask me to take the garbage out differently. Yeah. What, how do I do that? I don't know. What I'll was learn. I messing up? Yeah. Well, here's, here's part of the issue is you can get to the place where when you know that God told you to do something, you don't have to know anything about that subject. Truth, Barrett, oversee yeah. all the computer yeah. stuff. You don't have to know anything <laughs> about that subject, but you, if God yeah. said to do it, mm -hmm. then you're going to have provision. Yeah. He's not going to allow you to be yeah. put in that position without having a supply. Mm -hmm. And so what I was doing on that particular day was I was basically, like you didn't have time to think about it. There was to prepare it like you would have prepared it. But here's the other problem. If you would have prepared it, you would have been so much in your head and earthly logic, there would not have been a flow of the yeah. Spirit, right? And, and instead of learning to lean on the logic of the world, we need to learn how to lean on the Holy Spirit and His grace. Yeah. And when we learn that, we can do everything. Yeah. But when we, when we learn to lean on our logic, we're limited to our logic. Yeah. We take the limits off when we learn to lean on Him. And so, you know, I can jump into anything He tells me to do and know that I'll be successful mm -hmm. because He told me to do it. I don't have to, you know, that's how I started the, the um, web development com company. I took my first contract. I never built a website, you know. I knew that He had told me to do it, and I knew He would help me, and I did it, and I vastly improved it. And, uh, you know, I became good at it. I became one of the guys that other companies would call to solve their problems, right? Because I knew he would tell me. It's not just what he's gifted me with. It's a trust on yeah. him and yeah. his grace, and that makes it easy. And so then I started learning how to take the pressure that was accompanying most items in the world, set that pressure aside, and just rest in him, yeah. rest in easy and light. Right, And this is a promise mm -hmm. of easy and light. And we have to get that promise into a revelation yeah. so that it's a working knowledge of us that's something that we learn how to flow in. You know, We learn how to flow. You know, even starting the broadcast in Lunch Plus, we had never mm -hmm. done this before. You know, but we knew the Lord would show us, and He really has. And yeah. he's, he's shown us how to do it with equipment that's you know, not what we need. We need bigger and better, but He's shown us how to do it. We, yeah. Lord, here's what we have. Here, we're offering it to you, yeah. and we thank you for letting us do what you want us to yeah. do. And then the Lord takes that, and He just multiplies it by His grace, yeah. which is unlimited. You mm -hmm. know, he just multiplies it. You know? mm -hmm. And that'll take us from fleshliness to godliness, mm -hmm. from normal results to supernatural results. Yeah. Yeah. It'll take us from heavy and hard to, oh, this is easy. And when we have revelation of that and we're not seeing it easy, then we can start to say, okay, something's off. Mm -hmm. something's, something's not cool here. Yeah. And, but it'll also say, but I know that, even, all right, I'm starting to feel the pressure of this. Okay, Lord. I ask you right now, super, I'm asking you for supernatural favor and empowerment, supernatural grace, so that I can operate supernaturally without the pressure of heavy. Yeah. Right? And all of a sudden, we'll, if we put faith in that, we'll enter right into easy and light, and supernatural things will start to happen. Yeah. Right? And we'll juggle things supernatural, and people go, how do you handle all of that? It's by the grace of God. You know, and uh, so this is the easy and light that we have available to us. The issue is we've not been utilizing it. So now look at this, going back to Matthew eleven twenty-eight. Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, 
and I will give you rest. Mm -hmm. now, let, me, let me challenge you here, okay? Many times we count weary and heavy laden as when it gets to the place where we think we can't handle it. But if I, if I like, put a backpack on you and I just added five pounds the first day, you wouldn't even notice that really. But the next day I added five pounds and the next day I added five pounds and the next day I added five pounds. All of a sudden you would get to the place where, you know, ultimately what you would do is you would say, well, this is my normal load. This is my normal load. Mm -hmm. And you would not consider that heavy. But if one day I took that backpack off of you, yeah. right, you would, you would go, oh, my gosh. I didn't even know. I didn't know I was carrying so much. Mm -hmm. Many people are carrying heavy because they've accepted it as normal. Yeah. Yeah. Many people are carrying heavy because they've accepted the, what they call life as normal. So when he says, come to me, you who are you know, weary and heavy laden, one of the things we need to recognize is, is there anything in my life I'm calling normal, but it's really a curse? Yeah. That's really a weight, right? Is there anything that's truly not of God? And I'm see, a lot of people are carrying anxiety every day of their life, but they've been doing it for so long. They carry it thinking that it's normal. And they don't consider that weight heavy until it breaks off of them. And then all of a sudden it's, you know, it's kind of like if you have a rattle in the car mm -hmm. and uh, you have a rattle for months and months and months and months in the car. And then all of a sudden you take it to the shop and they find it and they fix it. And you get back in the car and you're like, oh, this silence is beautiful. Mm -hmm. This is so good. And you're like, I didn't realize that rattle was there yeah. because you've gotten used to it. Yeah. Come to me. He says, all who are weary and heavy laden, and, and ask the Lord, are there things I'm carrying? Show me, Lord, things that I'm carrying that are, I'm not supposed to carry. He says, I'll give you rest. Mm -hmm. Now, understand that he's going to supply rest. Mm -hmm. He's going to supply easy. We have to take it. Yeah. He's, he says, I'll give it to you, but you've got to, by faith, say, I receive easy. I receive rest, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, then he says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. In other words, do it my way. Let me lead you. Yeah. For I am gentle and humble in heart. He said, in other words, I'll show you how to do it, and I'm not going to beat you up while you're learning, right? Yeah. And you will find rest for your soul. Rest for, you'll find peace in your mind again. Yeah. Rest, right, in your souls, mind, will, and emotions. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I want you to put it in the comments right now. Just put, God gives me easy and light. Yeah. God has given me easy and light. Mm -hmm. Easy and light, maybe put it like this. Easy and light is mine. Yeah. Yeah. Easy and light mm -hmm. is mine. Yeah. Easy and light is mine. His yoke is easy and his burden is light. Either it's true or he's lying. Yeah. Yeah, and he's not lying. Right? Good. Easy and light is ours. Yeah. Yeah. And we have to see the difference between the two. We have to see the difference between the physical and the spiritual and how to apply them both and walk in them. Easy and light is ours. Amen? Amen. Easy and light in your health. Easy and light in your job. Easy and light in your church. Easy and light in your finances. Easy and light in what you do for the kingdom. Mm -hmm. It's easy and light in every place. Yeah. And we are designed to walk like him.
right? To apply God's supernatural power and grace to our life and destroy the works of the enemy. Amen. And we won't get off track and we won't get overloaded, right? Yeah. Easy and light. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. If it, uh, Priscilla just gave something there. If you would like to sow today, uh, you are welcome to. I want to pray for everybody in just a minute. But if you would like to sow on Facebook, you can type in hashtag donate and the amount after that. Or you can go to giveww.org for give what's right. Giveww.org and you can sow there as well. And uh, you don't have to. We sow this into the world. Yeah. Uh, you don't have to. But if you would like to and connect with uh, this message, if you would like to sow into the good news going all around the world, uh, you're welcome to do it. To sow into the broadcast, you're welcome to do it. We praise God for you. And uh, so, Lord, right now, Father, I just ask that you would reveal the hard and heavy laden items that are in each person's life. Things that they might not even see, but it's been affecting them. Lord, those, those shaking rattles in our life yeah. that need to be fixed. Lord, let those things be revealed. And then, Lord, open our eyes so that we can see what to do with them exactly yeah. and how to take you by the hand and strengthen us to let go of those things. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. Right now, in Jesus' name, Father, I come against every heavy burden that has been held and carried. And in the name of Jesus, let it break off now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, for the breaking of the yoke. Let your anointing touch each person, touch their mind, their will and emotions, touch their soul. Lord, let them be strengthened to submit the flesh, crucify the flesh, walk by the Spirit, and have life and peace. Let it be easy and light. Let, Lord, let every seed that was sown today, every giving, a bit of giving that was given, Lord, let it be supernaturally multiplied and harvested in their life. Let them reap and receive a supernatural harvest quickly in Jesus' name. Let even their finances be easy and light. Let bills be paid easy and light in Jesus' name. Let health situations, storms against their health, peace be still. I declare easy and light in Jesus' name. Thank you, Thank you Father. Glory to God. Lord, family situations. Interactions between family members. Lord, I call for them now in the name of Jesus. Be restored. May they be easy and light. And the storm that the devil tried to manufacture against peace and unity in families and in churches, let it come apart at the seams. Let it be peace and grace in the name of Jesus over every situation. Let there be unity and the blessing of the Lord. Father, we thank you for it and we praise you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Glory to God. Uh, tomorrow, I just put it up there. Tomorrow, how to have supernatural abundance. This will be a revelation, one of the biggest revelations God ever gave me at the beginning of a 40-day fast. And uh, it changed everything. How to have supernatural, revel uh, supernatural abundance. And we're going to talk about that tomorrow. That's our fourth life revelation. Amen. How to have supernatural abundance. 
and uh, tune in with us. Is there anything else we need to talk about? Mm -mm. It's going to be a good day, so make sure that you are on Amen. tomorrow at 11.30. We are live all, all, not all the days, not Saturday. We give you <laughs> Saturday and Sunday off. Sunday, you can join us here in person. Guys, I'm wrong. There is an announcement. I just remembered. This just in from Jesus. December 20th, we here at Boomerang, we're going to have our Christmas service. If you are in Albemarle, if you would like yeah. to be in Albemarle, we want to invite you. It's going to be great. We're going to be doing, we're going to have a gift for every kid. We're going to have different things that we're giving away to people. It, we're, it's going to be special. It's going to be a precious service. Amen. We're going to have a time of eating together afterwards. Yeah. It's just, it's going to be beautiful. And we yeah. want you to be a part of it. We're going to have an event up this week for it. You'll see invite cards all throughout the city of Albemarle. So this is like breaking news right now. You're going to, before you see it in Albemarle, we wanted to let you know about it. So December 20th, 10 a.m. here at Boomerang, we yeah. are going to celebrate the birth of Jesus and it's going to be awesome. Other churches may be a shutdown, but we're sure not. And so if you need <laughs> one, come to us and we'll, we'll hook you up with that. Amen. But. It's going to be a great one. I'm looking, yeah. I'm excited about yeah. that service. Mm -hmm. so it's going to be good. So we love you. We'll Amen. see you tomorrow, 1130. What's Marky going to bake? I don't know. You'll have to tune in tomorrow. It's going to be a good one. If you haven't done it already, share the broadcast tomorrow. How to have supernatural yeah. abundance in every area of life. It's going to be awesome. Yes. Thank you guys for being here and your supply as well. Y'all brought some great uh, thoughts to it. And I know that you've both grown in that mm -hmm. and started to apply it in different ways. And I'm excited to watch those manifestations of, of easy and light in your life as amen. well. So anyway, amen. amen. Good job, guys. Amen. We love you. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a great day.